Okay, we're recording. Yo, what up, punk motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of the EEIG podcast. As always, I'm your host, Big Easy. Got, got a few couple spe- few special guests Jesus. on the pod today. We're without Connor. The commission's out of town, so we got uh, none other than Eric Hovey. Hello, hello. As well as Chris. Hello there. So we got lots to get into today on the pod. Um, Going to recap everything that happened in week three, uh, as well as break down the waiver wire and... Um, then jump into week four we also got um something new we want to debut on the pod today as well and uh we're also here from the commish um connor sent us a clip for us to play so um even though he's not here we'll still hear from him i don't know if that's what uh you guys want to hear but it's what you're gonna hear uh but let's start with our guests first uh just kind of want to get their thoughts on um, the season so far, now three weeks in. Uh, let's start with Hovey. Um, what are your thoughts on on the season so far and uh, how everything's gone? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I'd like to kick it off and just say this could potentially be the greatest podcast we have going so far, only because Connor is out of here. So, um, like you always say each week, spinning that hot garbage, um, it's nice not having to hear his voice on the other end and hear a more calming, zooming, high as shit, Chris smart on the other end so that's quite nice um this so far this year i feel like it's been you know i mean quite a surprise there's some teams who have kind of dominated this year that um i feel like aren't doing so well joe you know and then some surprises such as connor uh 3-0 and amac uh out of nowhere shout out to amac for all the shout outs last week so hey good looks man uh republic misses you so um yeah, I mean him 3 and 0, it's just a little shocking. Like I've squeaked out a couple victories um that I was actually pretty shocked about going into the season. Thought my team kind of looked like trash cuz everyone keeps bashing the running back situation and it's turned out well so far. So, yeah, I mean it's been uh it's been a lot of fun. I feel like everyone's pretty even. So, it's, it's a good time so far. And uh what about you, Chris? Getting your uh, you know, your debut on the pod as co-host taking over for Con uh your little tryout here maybe uh you know with the negative oh, yeah. reviews connor oh, always draws you might be able to take his spot but uh what are you what are you thinking of your season so far obviously not the start you wanted but uh what are your thoughts yeah um well just to start you know i gotta agree with hove good to hear good to have connor not here guy has no talent no emotion so uh good to hear some actual people with emotion on the podcast <laughs> um you know i gotta say for my team positive outlook it can only get better from here. So, 0-3 start, pretty rough. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe we can squeak it out this week against uh, the Chark Week boys. Um, but we'll be seeing, uh, we'll, be, we'll be looking out for the waiver wire for some, uh, for some bench spots because I'm looking pretty thin on that bench there. But, yeah, like yeah. you said, only, uh, can only go, can only improve from here. There we go. No, that first victory will come at some point. Hopefully not this week. Uh, if my team has anything to say about it, but uh, you know, hoping the best for both of you guys. 
I want to I want to bring up Amac real quick. I mean, Hobie mentioned off to a three zero start. Uh, a little unusual for him considering his placement in the last two uh, seasons. Um, you know, Amac's always willing to talk smack about his team. Uh, a lot of time to me because you know I don't really like to deal with it. But uh, you know, me and him were trying to throw a bet down this week about our teams. Uh, you know, he was hyping up his team at three and zero, and you know, talking me down after I took my first loss this week. And you know, I was willing to bet that uh, that my team would score more points than his for the entire season. Because what I was saying was that yeah, his team's three and zero, but he's gotten pretty lucky. I think he's got the second fewest points scored against him. So, you know, luck definitely on his side so far. And, you know, what he was saying is that, you know, wins is is what really matters. So he just wanted to bet that my team, that his team would have more wins than me. But I was saying points is more of a a better metric for showing your skill because, uh, you know, points is only in your team's control. The win sometimes has to do with the other team. And uh, he wasn't having it. But, you know, what he, he wanted to put it up to the league for vote. But I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. What do you think? you know, is the better bet to go by points or by wins. Chris, go ahead. I think you should go points. Definitely. I want to vote for points. points. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick this off with a pretty fucking hot take. All right. Because the last two seasons I've gotten sixth fucking place (laughs) in the league and I've lost because of points. (laughs) So I'm absolutely taking the points for it because I think it was last year. I don't know. I don't really check the history because, as you always say, the past is the past. But I think it was Jordan who irked me out to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which is then he went on to win the entire thing. So I had to sit on the sidelines like a little bitch ass and, you know, watch as my team should have been in the playoffs. Could have probably lost the first week. Don't know. Don't care. Wasn't in it, but uh, definitely the points, I'm going to say. All right, so that's two votes already for the points. You know, if you guys got an opinion, make sure to drop it in the Discord and make sure to at AMAC because, uh, you know, he's just scared to make a big bet with the big boys and, you know, put his true skill on the line and take the points. But, uh, you know, I'm willing to throw it out there. You know, I'll I'll, I'll throw the season buying out there. I'll put 100 on it that, you know, my team will score more points. And he's already got a six-point advantage on me. So, you know, I'm giving him – you know, it's like we're playing one on one. I'm putting them up six zero. You know, I'd win that game too because you know I'm a big baller. But uh, you know, Amac, let me know what's up. <laughs> but uh, regardless, we... call out Amac. You got to respond to that. Yeah, you know, big call <laughs> out to Amac. But uh, you know, before we dive into you know some more saucy segments as we dive again to week four, we got to look back at uh, the week that was week three. Um, take a look at the scoreboard and you know dissect what happened. Um, so, you know, since Hovey always complains about, you know, his team not being picked first and, you know, the previews or the recaps, we're going to look at his team yep, first. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, rightly so, because he was the high scoring team of the week and, and an upset victory, uh, takes down, uh, takes yeah, me down, know. hands me my first loss of the season, 152.3 to 121.6. And, uh, I got to say, early on, Hobie only had two players going, and it wasn't looking very good for him. Uh, I thought I had an easy victory. And then uh, Mike Evans decided to uh, decided to show up and uh, had a big game, uh, dropping 41 points, eight catches for 190 yards and three TDs. Uh, but l- let's get to the man himself, Hobie. Just kind of talk me through as the, as the morning went on. 
and you saw your team uh, slowly climbing up into points, what you were thinking. Yeah, I mean, after the Thursday night game, I believe you had um, Chark playing, correct? Yeah. Um, in that game, caught a touchdown, um, listened to the podcast, picked him up in another league, was pumped about it, realized I was playing you, a little pissed about it. So a uh, little roller coaster of emotions coming out of Thursday. But uh, yeah, man, Sunday really didn't wake up until about noon, had a late Saturday night. So um, noticed that I only had two guys going and you know, I was less like, whatever, fuck it, chuck it up for a loss. That's fine. I'm going to have to listen to Erickson trolling me the whole time. That's fine. Then I made one of the best pickups of the week with Jameis Winston, thank God, because of the connection to Mike Evans, just doubling up on all those points. Um, didn't do much in the second half, but the first half kind of carried me to victory. Mike Evans stepped up. Um, Michael Thomas still came out, caught some. Uh, from my trades that I made actually turned out pretty well. So I can't complain about that. Uh, Will Disley with the garbage time touchdown, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, finally my team stepping up to their potential and it was nice to finally see. So, and uh, some big news breaking in fantasy today that definitely affects your team. Um, big time. It sounds like Melvin Gordon is uh, going to report to the chargers tomorrow. Uh, he's not going to play this week. Um, so it sounds like he'll be back for week five. Obviously, Hovi, you uh, were the big spender on Austin Eckler in the draft. Um, we talked about it a lot um, when it happened. Mm -hmm. Eckler has been uh, you know, really good so far this year. Um, last week was his lowest week with 11.6 points, but goes for 36 in week one and 20 in week two. Um, but obviously, this may be his last effective week. Uh, you know what what's going to be your kind of strategy your next moves going forward knowing that one of your top running back um you know his role is going to be diminishing after this week yeah that's that's a tough one it was hard news uh i guess a hard pill to swallow once i saw that today so um i don't know man i mean i feel like it might be time to you know look for new options i mean luckily i got joe mixon last week so that that helps quite a bit a little bit um he might still be a good flex play just because of his catching um ability and hopefully they will utilize him still in the offense so um i don't know man i mean hearing this news breaking news right before the podcast it's a little bit uh i haven't really processed it fully so i just got to see the moves going forward you know i mean see maybe spencer has 30 running backs so it might help to hit him up and see what i can do from there so for sure and uh you know i think uh with the news coming out it's it's pretty safe to say that uh, uh my melvin gordon versus geo bernard bet is going to be going in my favor Ooh, yes so, absolutely uh, connor uh, if you wanted to send me the money now um it's at eric erickson on venmo uh, i'll be expecting <laughs> it from you soon <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, you know, How many weeks do you have now? We're only to have week 16, right? Yeah, I have to week 16 for uh, Gordon to, uh, you know, score more than him, but I think, I think I'm pretty safe there. Um, so. but you know, a big, a big win for Hovey and puts him at two and one. Um, it also moves him up in the total point standing. So, uh, you know, huge, a huge week for him and a, a big ups to him. Uh, yeah. let's look at our other, uh, guests, uh, Chris. Um, you uh, took another L, dropping to 3 uh, to Jerry, 147.9 to 120.2. Uh, a really big week for Jerry. Just, um, he has, yeah, uh, let's see, big. four guys go over 20 points. Um, Cooper Cup with 27 and Lockett with 27. Um, not much you can do there. A good week for your team, but uh, just it's kind of a tough pill to swallow when, you, when your team has a good week and uh, you still – 
still end up taking the L. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I feel like my team actually has scored pretty well in all three weeks. Definitely over, like, I think over 110 in each one. Might have been 102 the first week. Uh, but I'm just having some dudes go off on me. Um, I think I watched a few of the morning games. I was excited about Patty. Patty Mahomes doing well. Had a good start. And then uh, I saw Jerry's guys start to go off and just, you know, I just stopped watching. I was done with it. Um, but yeah, he had his monster games from Cooper Cup and Tyler Lockett with that, all that Seahawks garbage time. For uh, sure. And, uh, you know, kind of similar to Hovey, kind of had some, uh, yeah, some RB2 troubles with uh, Duke Johnson. Uh, it, he had 11 <laughs> points the first week, but uh, back-to-back weeks with 3.1 and 3.4 points. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like you're going to be looking to upgrade at that position, whether it be uh, through trade or the waiver wire? Is that kind of your biggest uh, need right now? Yeah, you know, I was looking to do some waiver wire pickups, and then Joe had to go blow his load on Gallman. Um, I thought, you know, I didn't think anyone was going to go that high, but we'll get to that later. Um, definitely looking to trade. I've been talking, you know, a bit with that guy that has all the running backs, whoever that dude is. Um, but yeah, tough week, tough loss. You know, I got my handcuff, Tony Pollard, outscored in Ezekiel. Nothing else I could have really done. Yeah, that's a tough one there. Just Pollard uh, taking advantage of the garbage time against Miami. Exactly. But, you know, I uh, can only... That. Can only go up, Chris. So, you know, oh, yeah. high Looking hopes for, for Chris Looking moving for forward. Uh, let's look at one of the matchups with uh, one of our 3-0 and teams. That's the commish. Um, Connor takes uh, takes down Ben, Ooh. 123.4 to 102.4. Um, I'm just going to say, since Connor isn't here, we don't have to listen to him talk about his <laughs> game for five minutes when uh, nobody really cares. So uh, let's just move on to the next game. <laughs> And uh, look at her other number three now. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. That's AMAC. Uh, Kyle Davis, the, the new name change, leads to a victory. Uh, convincing victory, largest margin of victory of the week. Uh, defeats Joe, 135.4 to 81.7. Um, yeah, just uh, AMAC didn't need much to beat Joe uh, with, uh, you know, Joe's both of Joe's running backs going under um, 10 points. Uh, as well as two of his receivers. He obviously traded for Zach Ertz with Hovey. Ertz a little bit of an underperformance. Um, AMAC, some solid performances all around. Austin Hooper is tight end, gave him 21 points, so that was pretty big. Um, AMAC kind of had the bomb dropped on him on, uh, I think it was Friday, with Antonio Brown getting cut by the Patriots. Uh, AMAC still rostering him at this point. Um, doesn't sound like Brown wants to play in the NFL anymore or that any team is going to want to sign him um if you guys were an antonio brown owner do you feel like he is worth rostering at this point um i would still have him on just for that like for a couple maybe like one or two weeks just to see how it develops you never know and it's looking pretty thin out there on the the waivers so why not i mean with his talent coming in it's it's kind of hard to drop someone like that, but I believe I did see on Barstool today that he signed up for some classes um, somewhere at some school. So, um, you know, source there, Barstool. Hey, man, Barstool is the leading, you know, hey, that's where I get all my info, whatever I need. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, if he's going back to I school, know. maybe he really doesn't care. So, I don't know. Keep him, but like Chris said, keep him for a couple of weeks and see what, what happens. 
All right, a big, uh, big victory for AMAC. Uh, Joe falling to one and two. A little bit of a surprise there. We'll get no more into that later. No um, our <laughs> last couple <laughs> matches. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, it's hard to you know Baker Mayfield really not getting it done. Uh, Joe's team, yeah, not looking like it might be a dumpster fire. Not gonna lie. I don't know. He's trying to tank or something and trade away all his good guys. Who knows? Exactly. Uh, our last couple matchups. Um, a pair of winless owners get their first victory um first we'll look at curtis he takes down spencer 127.5 to 107.5 um he gets 41 points from russell wilson um a lot of that coming um what a guy see us get down what a guy pretty big early and then um fight their way back but still fall short but uh wilson the beneficiary there um Curtis able to take the victory even with Saquon Barkley scoring just 5.7 points. Uh, obviously, the big news, Barkley with the high ankle sprain. He's out uh, four weeks to eight weeks, it sounds like, but it may be closer to the eight weeks than the four. Um, so he loses him for a significant amount of time. Um, already some struggles for him at running back, but he does get Melvin Gordon back in week five. So um, while Barkley does go down, he does pick up Gordon. Um, but who knows? Maybe Curtis will be looking to uh, make a deal. Um, obviously, Spencer does have all the running backs, so he's the most likely guy. But uh, be curious to see what he does going forward. And uh, to wrap it up, we had uh, Jordan. Um, he was the second highest scoring team. You know, he was t took a lot of heat on the pod last week, but you know, I think his I think his team heard the Here heard the naysayers he. and uh, decided to bring it. Um, he takes down Tristan, 149.3 to 120.4. Mark Ingram with the big week, 33 points. Uh, and Keenan Allen with 37. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan's team, you know, lots of talk about uh, how bad it was last week. But, uh, you know, after this week, I think uh, things are definitely looking up for Jordan. There you go, Jordan. The haters have been silenced. Yeah, silence yeah. The, silencing the haters. And, um, so that is uh, everything that was week three, an exciting week, a uh, high-scoring week all around for almost everybody um, except Joe. Um, but nobody's going to be disappointed in that. Uh, yeah, we uh, before we dive into uh, week four, I wanted to uh, bring up a new segment. I wanted to introduce something that uh, I'm hoping we can get going with the league. Um, you know, obviously, season-long fantasy, we've all done it for – multiple years now it's it's phenomenal but uh you know i think it's time that the league dive into some daily fantasy and uh exp explore what that's all about so uh, i've actually created a league an eig league on FanDuel, um where we you can sign up and we can uh, all play against each other each week um so this first one's going to be a free buy-in just so uh everyone can kind of figure out what daily fantasy is all about so basically in daily fantasy on Fandle, you have a $60,000 salary and um, each player has a salary set to them and you're filling out a lineup that's one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Um, and it's PPR scoring. And uh, basically the goal in daily fantasy is you want to, if you're at 150 points or above, you're giving yourself a chance to win. And so um, when you're looking at players, you want to get, um, like if you take their salary and times it by like two and a half 
that's kind of the value you're wanting to reach with that player in order to give yourself a chance to win. And uh, I think the great thing about Daily Fantasy is like every week you have a new lineup, um, something new every week. You're not burned by injuries like like Curtis. He drafted um, Saquon Barkley. He spent a big amount of his budget on Barkley, and now Barkley's out four to eight weeks. So that really impacts severely impacts his season. Um, and it's obviously something he could have never predicted. So it's kind of just bad luck. Um, but with Daily Fantasy, you definitely really experienced that. Like if you drafted Saquon Barkley last week, yeah, you had him on your team that week, and he obviously didn't perform for you. But um, next week, you don't have to draft him, and unless you're just trying to lose. Um, so I'm going to post a link in the Discord that will have the um, the FanDuel link. It'll you can either download the FanDuel app on your phone, or you can uh, go on your computer and sign up. And uh, you'll be able to join on there, and you just have to fill out your lineup for um, before Sunday's games, and it'll just be the the two main slates on Sunday, so the 10 a.m. games and the one o'clock games. So you're not picking anybody from the Thursday night games or the Sunday night or the Monday night games. And uh, just to kind of give you guys some ideas of you know just some different kind of things you can think about, I just picked a few of the positions and. Um, Gave some guys who may be able to reach their value this week um, based on their salary. So I'll just start with quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a guy you can feel confident in every week. Um, he's priced at $9,200. So you're looking for kind of near that 25-point range out of him. But um, he's proven um, he can do it week to week. Um, if you're looking somebody at the lower end, I like Kyle Allen for the Panthers at $6,800. Um, last week was a big week for him. Looks like he may be able to kind of end up taking over for Cam Newton. So at his price, I like him. Um, at running back, Austin Eckler at 8,100. Um, obviously, it's going to be his last week as the full-time starter. So he'll be looking to do some big things there. Uh, and if you're looking for a cheaper option, I like Chris Thompson. Um, just because it is PPR scoring and the Redskins are behind a lot. Um, he tends to catch a lot of passes. And at wide receiver, I like Tyler Lockett once again and against the Cardinals defense and as well as Larry Fitzgerald against the Seahawks. Um, Lockett at 6,600 and Larry Fitz at 5,900. So, yeah, just uh, make sure you sign up at the Discord and uh, we'll give it a try this week and see what you guys think. And uh, maybe we can put some buy-ins on it going forward. I just want to point out that that's everyone. I, I just want to say that I think that that's who you like and so not everyone should maybe listen to erickson because i know him and joe do fantasy this stuff all the time and i mean maybe maybe hit up joe and ask a little bit more with his database <laughs> than erickson so that's all i'm gonna say I'm gonna ask the oracle yeah chris ask you got, Sa sauron, what are, you sauron plugging? Yeah. are you, you plugging us yeah i don't know eric how much are these buy-ins gonna be that's you know i was thinking yeah maybe we can start like five money. or ten dollars just you know something light uh, since you know we'd be doing it every week as the hopes so maybe you know start off at five bucks so you know 12 of us winner take all you know a nice little 60 bucks to the winner um, i feel like you are such a degenerate that you're just yeah, doing geez. anything to try to make more money you guys have been doing this for an extra year none of us have been doing it and you're trying to force this upon us and making us feel bad and going to throw shots out to people like you did at jerry here in the discord to try to hit you up and then make us do this kind of stuff and it worries me man well you know it worries i me. did say the buy-in for the first one is free 
So you know, yeah, you but after that, you get your feet wet. yeah, that's also what drug dealers do when they give people <laughs> drugs for the first time. It's free the first time, then they're always coming back for more. So you know, it's only five dollars after that. The yeah, well. Hit. Now you gotta, Whatever, man. I'm down, dude. Let's just throw money at the wind and say fuck it and do it. I'm yeah, down. you know, just stop being bitches and you know, play some daily fantasy. <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's just as fun as the season long. Some would even say it's better than season long. Like I feel like I feel like this is a total Joe idea no, because he's now he's dude. struggling in the league and now he wants to try to make his money back and prove himself as dominant in the league. So. <laughs> Call me. So you know, some right, big good. some big words for daily fantasy. <laughs> um, but yeah, make sure you sign up. Sign up. Once again, that link will be in the Discord. Uh, but let's move on to you know back to the the season long EIG. But uh, but first we have a, a word from a, a new sponsor. Your fantasy football team wasn't the only thing shitting its pants this weekend. Just like an all-pro left tackle protects a quarterback, Depends is the number one trusted brand in adult underwear. Your urinary and fecal matter feel right at home when you wear Depends. Turn slippage, Hershey stains, mud butt, fart pebbles, and morning missiles from your enemies to your friends when you wear Depends. So head on over to Depends.com EEIG for free shipping on your first order. That's depends.com slash EEIG for free shipping. Remember, for protection when your silent fart turns into a sweet brown shark, use depends. <laughs> All right, so speaking of some, oh, some shit, let's look at these waiver wire pickups that were made <laughs> yeah, uh, today, this morning, actually. So, uh, you know, none was bigger than... Uh, you know, Big Joe dropping a hundred. What was it? A hundred ninety dollars on Wayne Gallman. So you know, Gallman obviously going to be the beneficiary of Barkley's injury. He'll be the starting running back uh, moving forward for the length of his injury. Um, Joe just decided to drop the bomb and spend the majority of his free agent budget to get him. Um, when you guys saw the results and saw that Joe was the winner of Barkley or uh, of Gallman at $190, did it surprised you? Was it kind of what you were expecting? Uh, what were your guys' thoughts? I mean, I dude, I don't know. I was pretty shocked. Like $190, <laughs> you get $200 of your budget. Like I understand, okay, he's the the top running back now in New York, so sick um which is tight but it's just like i i honestly couldn't believe it like i understand i could have had the money i mean i still have my full budget left would i have put i don't know i mean a 100 bucks down yeah probably but 190 i mean here's the thing no is way. joe joe is so meticulous with everything that he does that it worries me a little bit that he would spend this much money on him. Um, just from everything that we've encountered from the past, whatever, however long we've been doing this, um, makes me think, shit, I mean, maybe it might work out. But at the same time, I would never pay that much because I'm, I guess, a bitch. I don't know. But I would just never do it. So, I don't know. Shocking, I guess. Yeah, and I, Chris, I think you might have had the, enough budget to uh, – did you start yeah, the week with did. full budget as well? Um, I don't know if I started with full, but I definitely I think I had like hundred, at least one hundred ninety. So um, yeah, you know, you had, had a chance uh, as well. What were your, what was your thoughts as you were uh, making your bid on them? 
I definitely put a bid on him. Um, I put it at, I think I did put it right, right at 100. You, yeah, uh, you bet $70. I did? Okay, I thought it. All right, clearly not enough. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was pretty surprised, uh, but I'm also not mad about putting, uh, you know, not getting him for $190. You know, that's, that's way too much. Yeah, and I actually we'll bid see, 150 we'll on him. If Saquon's out eight weeks, I guess that's pretty good. But yeah, uh, I just don't, you know, that's if. Yeah, for sure. And right. uh, I actually bid 150 on Gallman. Uh, basically, my thinking was right. just that, uh, you know, Curtis and Jordan, those are the two teams in most in need of a running back. Um, obviously, the waivers went through before the Melvin Gordon news, so Curtis not in much of a need now. So basically, my thinking was just I didn't really care who got Gallman. I just didn't want Curtis or Jordan to get him um, because you know they're in the most desperate need of a running back. So I think Curtis Curtis made a hundred forty two dollar bid. That was his budget. I think Jordan had a hundred forty eight dollars. Um, so I just bid one fifty just to make sure neither of them got them. I didn't really care who did. Um, kind of back to Hobie's point, you know, he's thinking, you know. You know, Joe knows his shit, so it worries him that he's going on for Gallman. Um, I actually think this is kind of maybe a little more of a desperation move for Joe. Um, with his team at one and two, a lot of his guys are kind of underperforming. Um, what, what you know, he was expecting and maybe kind of what the rankings were expecting preseason. So I just think, um, you know, since Joe has a chance to grab a starting running back, um, and, you know, obviously starting running backs are really valuable in fantasy. There's not much. Um, especially on the waiver wire, you're hardly ever going to see a starter on waivers. So I just think, um, given his record and how his team's performing, he just wanted to make sure that he was the one who got him. And if it does work out for him, it's obviously a big move, but I also think um, it can end up being a move um, that backfires on him. And since he doesn't have any of his budget left, only $5 left, um, he wouldn't be able to do much on waivers after that. Can't be blowing your load there. I mean, there's areas where you can – someone else might get hurt. I mean, you never know with the NFL season, right? I mean, just like our fancy league, it's all surprising. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, who would have thought we've been talking that Melvin Gordon's coming back week nine, week ten. He's already coming back week five. This week he's reporting for camp. So it's just you never know what's going to happen in the NFL, what's going to happen with anything that goes on. And now I feel like he's really handcuffed himself – to the point of he has five dollars left like what if one of his other running back gets hurt what if whatever yeah i mean i understand there could be another running back that comes up on waivers who um maybe he's in a better spot than galman um, yeah. that he wouldn't be able to go all in on so it's just tough like i understand the reasoning why he did it especially what you're saying too is the desperation me saying like hey he's you know doing bigger things with it like he studies whatever does whatever he does but i mean it's just tough for me to pay $190 for Wayne Gallman where what if he doesn't perform and then the third string comes in and plays it's just I don't know it's tough you for know sure just gotta say you know Joe spending his budget in EIG faster than he spent his budget at the uh, orange number five uh, when we were there in Vancouver <laughs> a few years ago uh, just five dollars left for Joe I don't think that's going to be getting them any lap dances uh, anywhere he's going to want to be in the near future but uh you might know, sit on your lap, we'll but that's about what, it. See what uh, Gallman does. Um, looking at the rest of the waiver wire, uh, another big uh, bid was from Andrew. He spends eighty-five dollars on Philip Dorsett, um, the Patriots receiver. 
um, he benefits the most from um, from Antonio Brown's release. Uh, Chris, looks like you were the second highest bidder on him at forty dollars. Um, you know, what were your thoughts on Dorsett uh, when you made the bid there? Um, definitely wanted him. Clearly not spending enough money on waivers, so I got to look for the future. But um, yeah, I was seeing the same thing. Antonio Brown's out. Definitely gone. Dorsett, I think when he was out, did decent. Uh, and you know, Patriots receivers are always pretty good, so so looking for that. Not spending enough money, so uh, we'll see if it's uh, not too late for me to get somebody next week, though. But uh, shout out to Amac, that was a good pickup. Yeah, maybe a little bit of an overpay at eighty-five dollars, just given uh, his current receivers. He has already rosters stealing Sammy Watkins uh, and yeah, DJ Moore. Waivers are going pretty high this season. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say, is it an overpay in our league, seeing as how Joe dropped $190, Jerry last week dropping yeah. 80-something, and then now it's like for someone who is on the New England Patriots, Antonio Brown's out, like his boy, first of all, shout out to AMAC, sorry. Um, but, you know, I mean, I mean, but like he loves Antonio Brown. He needs his backfill. He's just praying Antonio Brown you know, drops out of his classes like I did at Minot State and fucking, you know, comes back to the league. Like, he's he's kind of in desperation. Who better to fill than a New England wide receiver? You know, I mean, these these league prices are ridiculous. I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, I don't think, you know, it's not the worst thing that I've ever seen, yeah, but we'll yeah. see how it turns out. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, like you said, the market's kind of set itself. You got to – you got to bring the big bucks to the table if you're wanting to pick anybody up um, so far this season. Um, but obviously that's going to change at some point when people run out of money. So I'll be curious to see uh, how with the waiver scale going forward. Um, but let's jump into our best pickups and worst pickups. We'll start with the top pickups and uh, let's go with Hobie first because um, I want to hear him talk about my pickup. Yeah, I was going to say, of course you do, sucking your own dick over there. But um, I did say I thought Philip Rivers was um, the best pick of the week. I know that most people might not agree with me, but that dude is a gunslinger. And, you know, they're playing Miami this week. So um, I feel like, you know, I mean, with his receivers, he has Austin Eckler. Hopefully he's throwing him the ball, little screen routes. And uh, to be honest, I was going to go for Philip Rivers. But, you know, you were talking about why does everyone have more than one quarterback on their team the whole time? I didn't think anyone was going to go for him. So um, I thought hopefully he was going to slip through the cracks. I was going to pick him up. But, uh, yeah, I truthfully think Philip Rivers is going to be a great choice this week for you. So, And at $12, I don't think that that's too bad, seeing as how you have to play the waiver wires and knowing – how a bunch of people have as much money left that they do seeing that he's playing Miami. It's not surprising that you're going to think someone's going to pay 20 bucks for a Philip rivers um, to use him for a week or two, you know, hopefully moving forward. Someone like me with, um, you know, starting Jameis Winston, that's not that bad. So I think the price was, was decent. And uh, I think he's going to have a huge game. That's uh, I'm hoping so too. Uh, but uh, you know, Chris isn't, but uh, Chris, who are you, who is your best pickup? My best pickup uh, of the week. Um, you know, I got to give a shout out to Connor a little bit. I thought Daniel Jones was a pretty exciting pick. 19 bucks ain't bad. Um, uh, but I also do have to give a shout out because we don't want to talk about Connor too much. Um, to actually you, Erickson, I was looking at that zero dollar pickup of Daryl Williams. Kansas City running backs seem a little shaky. 
so you know can always pick up guys for cheap pretty early on before they might blow up um, see that seems to be a common thing for a lot of guys picking up there's, there's quite a few guys picked up for you know no name wide receivers and, um, end up doing well for zero dollars and can't can't be not spending any money yeah actually uh, I picked up Daryl Williams on Sunday morning um, saw the news that uh, he was going to be the starting running back in Kansas City so I um, decided to take a chance on him so you know True, you know, all the true dedicated owners are up, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, checking the news while you know guys like Hobie are still, you know, hitting, hitting the snooze button. But uh, hey man, my phone was dead. There was no snooze this hit, but it's true men that stay out till bar close to have some, have a good time on the Saturday. So knowing that their lineup is fully set, not needing to reach for fucking the fourth running back in Kansas City. So <laughs> you're right, you know, real men do do that. So. Yeah, and obviously, you know, real men do do what you do because your team came out with the victory over me, so I can't say much there. But uh, moving on to my best pickup, uh, I'll keep it short because I'm I'm also going with Daniel Jones at $19. Um, he got his chance last week and um, showed he he could be an exciting rookie. Uh, did it with his arm and his legs. Um, obviously, Connor has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Um, pretty slow start to the season for him. Let's remember the bet I got with uh, him. Couple bets. Matt Ryan, I think, is at nineteen point nine points a game, and Rodgers is around right, like 13, thirteen. I think. And uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, still straight, as far as I know. But um, you know, keep our eyes on that one moving forward. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. I'm, all I'm gonna say about Jones' pickup. Um, I also think his playoff schedule, fantasy playoff schedule, is good. If Connor were to make it to the fantasy playoffs, but. Uh, Let's not get uh, that far along because, you know, who wants to talk about Connor's team? Let's be honest. And uh, moving on to the worst pickups, it looks like uh, it might be unanimous pick um, of $35 Uh, for Taylor Gabriel. Uh, Yeah, I just wasn't a huge fan of this one uh, for, you know, multiple reasons. I think, you know, obviously the price was a little high considering no one else bid on him. Um, so, you know, Chris probably kicking himself a little bit there. Uh, Gabriel did have a big Monday night catching three touchdowns. Um, but it was against the Redskins, not a strong defense. Uh, I'm just not big on any Chicago offensive player at this point. Um, it's just really hard to trust any of them, especially a receiver, Trubisky at quarterback. Um, he looked good against the Redskins, but not against any other defense with a pulse. Um, I feel like Allen Robinson is probably the only I really feel. Allen Robinson's probably the only bear offensive player I'd want to own or I'd want to start on a weekly basis. Um you could argue David Montgomery as well, but he's kind of been disappointing. So yeah, I'm just not a fan of the pickup. Um Chris uh you know, you, you were the you're you made the pickup. Walk us through uh, what you're thinking with this one. You know, probably wasn't thinking too much. Um, mostly thinking about, you know, 0-3, a bit desperate for, for guys that actually could score points. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, while Taylor Gabriel's, Gabriel's not the best, um, definitely overpaid for him. Wasn't really thinking, was thinking about the past market, you know, not quite sure how this market goes. Um, so, you know, just overpaid for him. Was probably also a little stoned when I made my bets the other night. 
So, <laughs> you know, that might be a contributing factor. Um, but, you know, going forward, you know, I'm just trying to get some, uh, you know, I clearly don't have enough running backs. So there's not many on the wa waiver wire. So I'm trying to pick up just any wide receivers, plug and play as I go. Hovey, you got anything to add on, on the pickup? I just want to say, shocker that you were high when you picked him up because, uh, you know, love you to death, Chris, but, I mean, not shocking. Um, I mean, I just feel like it was a reach, you know, a little bit. I mean, he has one big game. You're spending 35 bucks for him. Again, everyone's paying over overpaying for this person, um, for their people. But And then you also got Mitch the bitch thrown to him. So it's just, you know, I don't know. Just a little bit of a reach for me. So, yeah, Eric's we'll guy with yeah, one. I mean, he's but... he's going to be a guy who played matchup-based. Definitely not going to play him against Minnesota. We'll see. Yeah, um, cool. But, yeah, definite overpay. Unfortunate. Um, could be, it could be a I week or have, two. I do could... have quite a bit of free agent budget left. Can't say yeah. anything about some of these guys around here. True. I mean, hey, man, play week to week. You might have something good on your hands. You never know. So, Exactly. Uh, before we wrap up the waivers here, you know, I was just taking a look at the, the budgets everyone has left. Obviously, Joe is the lowest with $8 left. Uh, Hovey, you're still sitting at $200. I feel like um, uh, in past years, you have never been one to spend much of your budget. Uh, you know, what's the reasoning there? Why do you feel like uh, you're never really in need to uh, spend? It's not that I'm not in need to spend. It's just that with this league, I have no idea how much people are going to be spending on people. So it's a little bit tough for me to gauge. Did I think that Wayne Goldman was going to go for $190? Absolutely not. Did I think that Philip Dorsett, 85 based off last week? I feel like that's why people are paying that much. But, um, you know, I mean, sometimes you just got to be that bottom dweller that's just looking for those little tiny matchups that you think might be decent, going to get you a clean little 10 points or something like that. I mean, if they catch a touchdown, it's a game breaker, but she's um, never been big. I mean, you saw it in the draft. Like I went pretty big on the wide receivers, uh, not big on the running backs. That was, you know, I mean, my mistake to begin with so far, it's been fine, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, um, I'm not frugal in real life, but I'm frugal with my fake money on uh, ESPN fantasy. So it's kind of weird, you know, how that works out. Uh, but yeah, moving on from the waivers, <laughs> uh, we did have a trade. We did have a trade uh, this week, and uh, nice you know it was with Hovey. We're gonna get his thoughts on it. But uh, he deals Zach Ertz to Joe for Joe Mixon and Will Disley. Um, improves his running back situation. A little that was a little shaky to begin with. Um, picks up a tight end to replace Ertz as well. Um, it obviously paid off for him in this first week um, with both Mixon and Disley scoring touchdowns. Uh, but let's let's send it to Hovey and get um, you know kind of his thoughts on the trade and uh, what he was thinking as he got these offers and ended up uh, pulling the trigger. Yeah, well, I mean, Joe and I were together watching the UW game, some of the games after on Saturday, and uh, you know, I mean, we were just talking about fantasy, and Joe offered me Mixon um, for Ertz straight up, and then I was like, hey, why don't you throw in Disley, who I know he picked up off the waiver wire. Um, so I was just thinking he jumped on it real quick. Um, like the moment I said, he said, yes, I'm sending it right now. Got me a little scared knowing Joe. So I don't know. I mean, here's the thing is we all know my running back suck. Joe Mixon was a top running back last year. He hasn't performed. He's been injured a little bit, but I also saw that he tweeted out to the Bengals fans saying, Hey, sorry, you know, for what I'm doing, I'm going to pick up 
pick up my game here. So um, I just thought, hey, if you're going to take a shot on someone, why not? He was top two running back last year. Um, I do have Michael Thomas and Mike Evans, who so far this year have kind of underperformed, but are, you know, I mean, top wide receivers in the league pretty much every year. So it's hard to say no to that. And Zach Ertz was hard to give up, but, you know, I mean, I needed to do something as far as running back wise. So I thought, let's give it a shot. And luckily this week it worked out and we'll hope it works out moving forward. Yeah. So a second trade made an EIG. Um, Joe has been in both of them. Uh, no surprise first. there. Uh, you know, plenty of offers have been made uh, that haven't been accepted as well. I feel like uh, a lot of people looking to trade. Uh, I know myself, I've sent out plenty of offers. Uh, I did make an about, offer. You want to talk about the quality of those offers, Erickson? The quality is great. Quality. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I did offer Curtis a trade <laughs> yesterday where I was going to take on Barkley and Melvin Gordon. But I don't think he's going to be wanting to make that deal anymore now that the news has come out that Gordon is back. So, and who are you giving up? Yeah, who are you giving up? David. Don't just say the one side. Okay. Well, yeah, that's. I was giving him a starter for two guys who weren't playing. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay, dude. But I'm just saying, you come in just one-sided. Oh, I gave it for these players who are out, but you didn't say you're giving. Who knows who you're giving? Could have been giving Mitch Trubisky. We don't know. Lenny Walker. Yeah. Jesus. I forgot to mention earlier, I am rostering two quarterbacks right now. Just want to be transparent. Um, you got to change your name, bro. But I'm, I did, oh, I did change my name to uh, reflect that because I knew I was going to be rostering just one quarterback anymore. But uh, playing the matchups this week, that's all I got to say. Uh, so it's fine. <laughs> but, um, you know, much to everyone's uh, chagrin, we actually have a message from our commissioner um, but I'm going to play now uh, to, you know, get some of his thoughts. What's up, EEIG? It's the commish. Unfortunately, couldn't make the podcast this week. I'm stuck in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and I thought about taking the week off. But then I remembered all the bottom feeders in our league and how they look up to me as a role model. It was so much crazy going on, I can't let them down. Worst pickup of the week? There is no way in God's green earth Wayne the Lame Gallman is worth 95% of your total waiver or wire budget for the year. Not a chance, Joe. Best pickup of the week? To be honest, they all suck. So I'm going to take Kenny Stills for $0 by Curtis. That's some good damn value. Last week, we made fun of Jordan's team for being absolute trash. But it looks like one man's junk is another man's treasure because he turned that shit around. Keep it up, Jordan. Chris, if you're hearing this from that underground sewer that you live in, I would just make a new Instagram now and get it over with. Now, looking at me, as we all should, my team is 3-0 and and cannot be stopped. Ignore the fact that I had the least points scored against me, and ignore the fact that I am 8th in points scored. My team is the best one out there, and we're just getting started. Moving on to games, it's clear that the game of the week is McCory versus me. It's 3-0 against 3-0. I'm calling it the Battle of the Bulges. I'll win that by 7. Looking at the other games, we got Spencer versus Ben. I'm taking Ben. Joe versus Tristan, I'm taking Tristan. Curtis versus Hovey, I'm taking Hovey. His team's looking real good. Jordan versus Jerry, I'm taking Jordan. Let's go, Jordan. Chris versus Eric, it pains me to say this. I'm taking Chris. Those are my picks. See you all next week. All right, uh, there we go. We heard from the commish. Um, luckily, that's the only time we'll have to hear from him on this podcast. <laughs> Thank God. No talent. Uh, no talent. <laughs> just got to say, Connor called his matchup with andrew the battle of the bulges um i think the only bulge connor has is that big ass head sitting on top of his shoulders but uh 
That's just me. But uh, we heard Connor's picks of the week four matchups. Um, before we get into ours, uh, we have a word from one of our sponsors. Did you know that there are over 4,109 confirmed exoplanets? Since the launch of the Kepler Space Telescope in 2009, the number of exoplanet discoveries have increased by over 2,000%. And using the most accurate assumptions given to us by top astronomers, the Drake equation estimates that there are at least 1,000 functional civilizations in the Milky Way right now. And someday, in the not-too-distant future, we will make contact with these advanced beings. And I, for one, will not miss out on the opportunity to participate in the first space orgy because of a dirty butthole. And neither will you. Introducing the Badonk Bidet, Perfected in the great state of Vermont, the Badonk Bidet will leave your hind section sparkly clean for any extraterrestrial butt enthusiasts. Utilizing high-pressure water jets, the Badonk Bidet can reach parts of your body you didn't know existed. And with a sparkling pooper, no space being will pass you up when looking for a suitable human sex slave. So go to mybadonkbidet.com and enter the promo code EEIG to receive 4% off your next purchase. This deal will not last forever, so act fast and receive your 4% discount before, before being beamed up by the mothership. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on advanced alien sex positions because your dingleberries were picked up by hypersensitive alien radar. There's only one solution, the Badonk Bidet. Don't let your black hole become a brown hole. Get yours today. Dear God. All right. Thanks to our I mean, sponsor. I'm sold. Sold. Bidet. Uh, <laughs> traveled after, to Vermont. Oh, my God. After hearing that, let's move on to our uh, our predictions for week four. Uh, let's take a look at the scoreboard here. Um, just so we don't have to listen to him complain again, we'll look at Hovey's matchup first. Uh, he's taken on Curtis, uh, who picked up his first victory last week. Hovey currently projected the victor. Um, 108.8 to 105.4. Let's start with the man himself. Hovi, who are you taking in this matchup? Uh, you know, I don't think that's a question. I'm going to take myself. Uh, I'm coming off a high. I'm going to keep going with myself. I mean, I'm sitting at two and one. Um, really what I like about it is Austin Eckler. I understand that this is going to be his last game starting, but he's also playing Miami, which is a great, um, you know, matchup for me sitting there. Um, Joe Mixon coming off a pretty big game himself. So I think that he's going to keep it up. Uh, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, I mean, top top wide receivers in the league. But we also got, you know, I mean, Russell Wilson on the other side, which is is kind of tough. I mean, it's not that, um, top guy, top guy. you know. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, so here's the thing with Russell Wilson that I'm going to get into is he scored 40 points last week. He also had two rushing touchdowns, which he hasn't done since, what, 2016, 17, whatever it was. And he had a trash time touchdown to my recent acquisition from Joe Will Disley with zero seconds left on the clock that absolutely nobody cared about. So um, what I'm hoping is that they get into the end zone. Russell Wilson is throwing to Will Disley all day. So I'm getting points as well as Curtis. So we're kind of doubling up right there. Um I just feel like I, I got the edge on this one. Uh, Manuel Sanders can keep it up. Larry Fitz against the Seattle defense. So um, I'm going with myself this week. Chris, who do you like in this one? Uh, I got to go with Hobie, too. He's Hobie's Heroes. Great name, first of all. Thank uh, you. But 
you know, looking at Curtis's team, you don't really, you know, inspire any confidence in those running backs there. Um, you know, and you, you just got to bank on some good games from those wide receivers. Uh, Russell Wilson against Arizona uh, could be good, but you never know. It just could be another Seahawks, you know, bummer of a game. Um, but yeah, I got to go with Hovey here. And I'm going to make it a clean sweep going with Hovey as well. Um, and you know, I hope Curtis joins me at, you know, one and three. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Hovey hit on it. Some pretty solid matchups for him. Um, obviously, Curtis getting depleted with Barkley being out. And with Gordon not coming back till next week, Hovey the better, big beneficiary there with Eckler. Um, particularly, I think uh, a big advance for Hovey comes in the two flex positions. Um, with Emmanuel Sanders and Larry Fitzgerald. Sanders, I think, will outperform his projection of 8.8. Um, Jacksonville, good defense, but sounds like Jalen Ramsey's going to be out for this one, so I think Sanders may be able to benefit there. And Fitzgerald going against a soft Seattle defense. Um, I think those are two spots where Hobie can really um, get some big points. So, yeah, I'm going to make it a clean sweep for Hobie. And uh, moving on, let's, uh, let's go to the matchup between two of us here. Uh, we got Chris looking for his first win, um, taking on yeah. myself with the new name, Chark Week. Um, currently, I'm projected to Victor, 118.1 to 112.2. Uh, we heard Connor going with the surprise pick of Chris. Um, no surprise. Dude. I'll give my prediction no first. Surprise. I actually was pretty close to taking Chris in this one, um, but after my waiver acquisitions, I think um, with, with uh, being able to pick up Philip Rivers, um, I think that's going to be a big, big point getter for me. So I'm going to take myself. Um, I like some of my other matchups here. And uh, I think I'm going to be able to bounce back from taking my first loss last week to uh, improve to three and one. Um, but let's hear from the other side of the matchup and get Chris's take. I mean, no question. Got to, got to choose myself. Going to go to one and three, flip that, flip that record around. Um, I mean, your team is uh, got some favorable matchups. I feel like both of our quarterbacks here are playing pretty weak teams, uh, so it could be interesting there. Um, hoping for a game out of Duke Johnson. You know, Carlos Hyde's been you know sniping his carries pretty much all season so far. Pretty disappointing pickup uh, on, in the draft for me. Um, but hoping for some big games out of my wide receivers. Uh, Nicole Hardman's proven to be a stud uh, for me the past. Uh, the past two weeks um, and yeah we'll see so I uh, gotta go with myself and you know Eric's team just like Shark Week is overrated dude <laughs> alright <Hobie. laughs> we got one pick from each side you gotta break the tie here yeah um, I'm gonna go with Eric this week sorry Chris um, I mean like I said I thought Philip Rivers was a great pickup um, Dalvin Cook is just a solid running back that's doing well this year. I feel like Travis Kelsey is going to tear up the Lions defense, and especially with Patrick Mahomes that you have thrown to him. Um, a lot, if you guys did not know, I am a huge fan of the quarterback to top wide receiver um, you know, matchups because that's uh, the year that I won. Shout out to myself that nobody ever gives me the credit for winning in the EIG. That's what I had with breeze and jimmy graham so 
Um, big fan of that. I mean, it is the battle of the Rams wide receivers, so we'll see who does well there. But, um, you know, I'm really liking the Aaron Jones flex spot. Uh, I feel like his running backs, I mean, you got Ezekiel Elliott, Chris, but the running back game on Erickson's side is a lot, lot tougher. And then with Travis Kelsey that he has as well and DJ Chark, who's been showing up, I just feel like I'm giving this one to Eric. All right, so hope he breaks the tie, gives me the advantage, but uh, you know it's all going to be settled on the on the virtual battlefield. So uh, you know, hopefully, I'll be able to make Chris uh, an own four team, but uh, we'll have to see. But uh, moving on, we'll take a look at our matchup of the week. That is Connor versus Andrew, a pair of three and O teams. Connor currently projected the victor one fifteen point three to 108.2 and uh, I'll start with the prediction in this one I'm gonna take Connor and I just really like his team I just think Andrew's running backs have underperformed so far um, James Connor and Leonard Fournette both been a little disappointing um, last week he got a big game he got 21 points out of Austin Hooper can't see that performance repeating itself and Jared Goff is kind of in a snoozer as well. And so I think, you know, both these teams are pretty lucky to be 3-0. You know, they're both obviously going to be gloating themselves, talking about how good their teams are. But um, I really don't think either of these teams are true, true championship contenders. Just going to say it now. Um, one of them will obviously move on to 4-0 and and pretty much give themselves, kind of secure themselves a playoff spot at that point. Um, they have to be a huge downfall after that for them not to make the playoffs. Um, so, you know, if I had to pick one of these teams that's better, I'm going to go, I'd say Connor. So I'm going to go with him. Um, Chris, what are you thinking in this one? Uh, I, mean, I got to go with AMAC, you know, um, mainly because it's Connor, man. Guy sucks. Um, but AMAC here, maybe some favorable matchups um, with his QB uh, and James Connor. You know, anybody against Detroit, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, dec pretty decent matchup. matchup. Um, but he also has Philip Lindsay going against Jacksonville. Uh, I feel like people are scoring a lot of points against Jacksonville. Um, so, and, you know, here we have, he's not even playing a kicker yet. The guy's Amex a stud. Doesn't even need a kicker. So, you know, with that confidence, got to go Amex. Yeah, he just knows that kicker is we should just get rid of him anyway, but uh, I'm sure he'll have one in there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Hobie, we got it. We're calling on you again to break a tie. Uh, who are you liking this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, shout out to my boy Amac again. So, um, you know, unfortunately, after saying that, I feel like I'm gonna have to go with Connor this week, as much as it pains me to say. Um, I really like Aaron Rodgers this week. I feel like he's due to break out. Um, heard that. Him and Devontae Adams are working out to to do bigger things this this week and trying to incorporate him more in the offense. Christian McCaffrey is just a solid running back. I really do like the Rex Burkhead play um, for his RB2. I feel like he catches a lot of passes. He's sneaky good. Um, not that bad. Juju Smith-Schuster obviously tops. But uh, for Andrew, I mean, the hardest thing is that Leonard Fournette, his year has not been as good as everyone thinks. Um, and then Phil. Lindsay, I mean, he went off last week, but can he keep it up? That's that's the biggest question. Um, Austin Hooper as well going off. I mean, he has solid wide receivers and running back in James Conner and Adam Thielen, but um, is it going to be enough? If his players outperform, 
um, or perform almost to their level, I think yes, it's going to be close. But um, this one was tough for me. This was this was a close one, and I believe Erickson wasn't starting a kicker or defense last week. Was talking all that shit, saying how he's going to beat me last week, and look how it worked out. So I mean, I don't know if the late play of the the non-starting someone is going to help out. So exactly. You know, uh, Andrew's definitely known for having a lot of white receivers on his team. He has Thielen this year and, you know, a white tight end as well, Austin Hooper. Uh, but uh, Connor starting two white running backs. Um, it's maybe a first in fantasy football history with McCaffrey and Rex Burkhead. So uh, a bold strategy. We'll have to see how it plays out. Um, That's some straight big dick energy right there. Yeah, and uh, but I, I like what Hobie was saying about Rodgers. If there's ever a week for him to uh, kind of break out and pop off, it would be against the Eagles, who uh, haven't been able to really stop anybody from throwing the ball on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Andrew needs to get that kicker in the lineup. A little questionable with uh, Bills D as his defense also going against the Patriots. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does there. Um, but, you know, all eyes are going to be on this matchup of uh, 3-0 teams. Um, but we're taking our eyes off it because, you know, who cares? Let's yeah. look at the next matchup. Uh, we got Spencer taking on Ben. Uh, Spencer projected the winner, 114.7 to 105.5. Um, let's, let's, go to, let's go to Hobie first. Who are you taking in this one? Yeah, um, I'm going to take Spencer on this one. Um, I feel like I really – I like the matchup of Devontae Freeman. I know he hasn't done much this year um, against Tennessee. I think that's going to be a good matchup for him on this one. And I love Derrick Henry. Um, I feel like he is good. Anytime you get down to the goal line, how are you not going to give it to that big that big fucker down there to, to run the ball in? So I think that's going to be a good one. Um, I think my biggest worries are Chris Carson – um, I mean, obviously, he's been having fumble issues lately, kind of screwed Spencer over last week, um, had that nice big run ended with a fumble. So that's going to be tough for him. And I mean, it looks like he's big bandwagon on the Chiefs running back. So, um, you know, I mean, is he going to be able I mean, Andy Reid and LaShawn McCoy back together again? Is he going to play? Is he going to play him? Um, and Greg Olson has been I feel like having a huge year this year so far. So if he's able to keep it up and be a guy for, um, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers moving forward, that's going to be big. But I feel like this one was honestly the closest for me, because like I said before, is I feel like Devonte Adams is about to have a huge game. I love Odell Beckham that Ben has um, his running backs. Not as much. I mean, Josh Jacobs, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard on Jamal Williams, but Tyler Eifert can always have the chance of going off. Mark Cooper's good. Carlos Hyde has been, has been doing well. I mean, Duke Johnson hasn't been doing much. So I feel like this is probably going to be one of the closer games that we have this week, but I'm going to go with Spencer. All right, Chris, what are you thinking? I think I'm going to have to edge out Spencer too. Uh, you know, got to hit up. Hobie said it pretty much. This team's pretty solid. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Not many of you know the running backs in Ben's team. Jamal Williams just got kind of a backup to Aaron Jones. We'll see if he actually did some carries. Josh Jacobs, you never know what's going to go down in Oakland. Um, I do like Carlos Hyde as much as I hate to say it. He's killing my boy Duke Johnson. Um, so I think his flex uh, and his wide receivers will be pretty solid for Ben. Uh, but I think overall, uh, just the sheer mass of running backs that uh, Spencer has is going to do him well. Yeah, I'm going to make this a clean sweep. I'm going to go with Spencer as well. I actually think this game, I'm going to go opposite Ovi. I think this game uh, may be a little bit of a blowout for Spencer. Um, you know, Ben obviously has the, the advantage at receiver, but um, Spencer, you know, I think will take it at every other position. Um, 
if Ben decides to go with Wentz as his quarterback, a tough matchup against Green Bay, while you know Watson and more favorable matchup against Carolina. I really like Carry on Johnson this week. I think he's going to have a big game, maybe pushing twenty points. And uh, you know, you, you already mentioned Derrick Henry as well. This is touchdown ability. Um, I also kind of agree with uh, your thoughts on Chris Carson. Little some worries there just because of the fumbles. I'm curious to see if Spencer does decide to leave him in the lineup or go with one of those other running backs. He has plenty of them he can look at. Um, but yeah, Ben is a little weak at running back. Josh Jacobs has kind of been okay. Jamal Williams, while he's getting the carries, not really any uh, output. Carlos Hyde, the same, pretty touchdown dependent. So I'm going to give the edge to Spencer here. I will say I feel like Spencer almost needs to keep Chris Carson in, at least for another week, because you know he's coming off. He People have been, been torching him here in Seattle. It's been tough, but, I mean, they're also playing Arizona. So um, I feel like it's hard to take him out, especially for someone like LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, definitely a good chance to bounce back against uh, yeah. the Cardinals' defense. Yeah. Um, moving on, we got a close matchup here, a uh, predicted matchup between two one-and-two teams. Uh, we got Joe taking on Tristan. Uh, you know, Joe and Tristan went at each other on the Discord last year. So, you know, maybe some uh, bragging rights on the line here. Tristan currently projected a winner. Uh, 111.7 to 110.1. Let's start with Hova. Who are you taking in this one? Yeah, I'm going with Tristan in this game. Um, I feel like his running backs are good. I mean, I know that Todd Gurley has kind of unperformed besides one game, but... Um, I feel like he is going to have a bigger game this week than I think uh, some people are willing to. I mean, Mike Williams against Miami, he's a solid choice. He, like, led the Chargers in touchdowns as a receiver last year with 10, so I don't feel like that's bad. Marvin Jones is kind of a – he's touchdown dependent. If he scores a touchdown, he's going to go off. He's a solid guy for at least probably 60, 70 yards a game. Um, I really like the um, – I'm sorry, the QB tight end, like I said, mentioned before, Dak Prescott against New Orleans and uh, Jason Witten, if you get down the end zone, I feel like that might be a good little connection. Um, and, you know, I, I like the Paul Richardson move. Um, um, I like that because Washington is usually always down. Case Keenum, they're throwing. He caught a touchdown last week, so I feel like that's pretty good. Um, Joe, I mean, really, what are you going to say? Zach Ertz, hope he blows out his uh, ACLs for then that. My, you know, my trade goes well. Um, but really, I mean, really fuck Joe, like nobody wants him to win. So that's kind of why I'm going with Tristan also, but I feel like his matchups are pretty favorable. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it in the family here. I'm going to go with Joe. I think this is going to be our closest matchup of the week. Um, you hit it on, <laughs> on it already, Hovey. Tristan with some pretty good matchups. I like the call out there on Paul Richardson, uh, especially facing the Giants defense. And uh, Mike Williams, even against Miami, I would not be surprised to see a breakout game from him or uh, Marvin Jones against Kansas City. Uh, but, yeah, I like Joe's here with uh, with his running backs, Marlon Mack against Oakland, Wayne Gallman against Washington. If there was ever a week where Gallman was going to have a big game, I think it will be this week. Um, some question marks at receiver with uh, Hilton and Godwin, both a little banged up. Um, but I'm going to go with Joe to bounce back and get in the win, win column here. So uh, let's send it to Chris to uh, break our tie. Oh, we'll see. Um I think this one's definitely going to be close, um, but probably going to have to side with, you know, Tristan here, taking down Sauron, fucking taking the ring to Mordor. Fuck Joe. Um, but uh, overall, you know, Dak Prescott, 
Uh, you know, Jason Witten's been a bit of a surprise. Cowboys have been pretty solid. Dak's putting up numbers. Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley. I don't know how the hell he got both those guys, but that's pretty solid. Um, and yeah, his, like you said, Eric, his uh, Joe's receivers are a bit questionable. Uh, I think uh, Marvin Jones, you know, probably gonna have a big game. Kansas City doesn't seem to be able to stop anything, uh, you know, run or pass. So it's gonna be a favorable matchup. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, definitely gonna be a close one. Uh, but let's hope Tristan takes it, takes it to Mordor. Yeah, Joe's receivers are both questionable, just like this transition to the next matchup. We got Jordan taking on Jerry. Another closely uh, contested matchup in the projections. We got Jordan projected 111.2 to Jerry's 110.7. Let's start with Chris. Uh, Who do you like in this one? Uh, Let's see. You probably got to go with Jerry on this one. I feel like Jerry's team, I do like it. Um, Pretty solid. I feel like you know Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup at wide receiver. Um, maybe they won't go off every game. They're going to get all these targets, um, and then they're likely to go off like they did against me last week. Um, Oakland tight end uh, Darren Waller has been proven to be pretty nice pickup pick for Jerry. Um, seems to be pretty consistent. Um, and yeah, Lamar Jackson. Let's see if he can uh, you know be a stud. Uh, so far, he has. Um, over to Jordan's side. Um, you know, not too interested in Tariq Cohen, um, and, you know, um, his receivers, that's his, uh, hopefully that's going to be a saving grace there, but I don't even know who the fuck Christian Kirk is, so, um, <laughs> let's just give it to Jerry. <laughs> All right, uh, Hobie, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, actually with Jordan this week. Um, I know everyone was shitting on his team before, but he came in right behind me and points scored this week or last week. So, um, love his wide receiver matchups this week. I feel like Julio Jones is just solid, especially against the Tennessee defense, uh, Keenan Allen against Miami. I mean, you know how much I've been bashing Miami as everyone has in America this year. Um, Josh Gordon, solid flex position. Uh, Chris, I will let you know, Chris Kirk is probably one of Arizona's top receivers, younger kid, and uh, Kyler Murray seems to love him, so I like that play in his flex as well. Uh, Mark Ingram, stud. And Tariq Cohen, I mean, although I know that anyone on the Bears' offense has been shit this year, um, he does have that big play ability, someone that can go off, and I um, you know, I'm feeling good things for you this week, Jordan, with Tariq Cohen, so I hope that works out for you. But on the other side, I mean, Jerry, Lamar Jackson, stud. James White, consistent for, whatever, 10 points a game. Nick Chubb's good. I mean, it's it's going to be a close matchup, absolutely, that we, we see. But, uh, you know, Jerry beat me in uh, week two, so I'm not a big fan of his right now. So I'm definitely going Jordan. All right, so it looks like I'm going to be the one breaking the tie here. I just want to say, Jordan, I was the only one to predict you to win last week. So, uh, you know, while I may sometimes trash your team, I'm able to, you know, put knock up and uh, bet on you. But this week I'm going to go with Jerry. Uh, <laughs> while your superiors, your your receivers are superior, very strong, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, uh, Christian Kirk, Josh Gordon, favorable matchups. I do think Jerry's receivers also have very good matchups this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see some big games out of them. Lockett uh, going against the Cardinals and Cuff against Tampa Bay. Um, expect some big performances out of them. And uh, I think at the running back position, Jerry with the clear advantage. 
Mark Ingram did have a huge week last week. I kind of expect him to fall back down to earth and kind of be more of the touchdown-dependent back that he is. And uh, I'm going to give Jerry the advantage in this one. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week's pod. Uh, before we go, I got one more question for our, our guest, Chris. Uh, Chris, a little bit of a personal question. Do you remember your first blowjob? Uh, yeah, I do. I definitely do. How did it Would taste? Would you like me to share? Uh, <laughs> All right, and that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Dear God. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed listening. <laughs> and we'll see you next oh, week. Okay. Shout out Kyle Davis. Shout out AMAC. Let's go, baby. Oh, yeah. Shout out AMAC.